Feliz Navidad, Buon Natale, Merry Christmas. This is episode number 70 of the Cheap Shot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt Bass and I'm here with Ben Bowles as always. How you doing, Ben? I fucking knew you'd do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, We were literally just, before we started recording, we were just talking about uh, some of Matt's custom intros that he's pulled out. (laughs) And oh my God, that was brilliant. But yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm I'm very good. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to know the languages? Obviously, Feliz Navidad is Spanish um, because it's got a song Mm. about it. Uh, Buon Natale (laughs) is Italian for Merry Christmas. Oh, look at you. I did also have the French, but I can't, like, I can pronounce it. I think it's Joyeux Noël, I think. Probably, yeah. It, I would imagine it would be within that sort of, like, infliction. Yeah, but I don't want to stumble over my intro, so I just thought I'd go for the ones I can pronounce properly. <laughs> I've mastered the Italian, I'll stick with the Italian. Oh, yeah, I've mastered the Italian. I mean, <laughs> I have a C in GCSE French, but I went for the Italian one because it's easier. <laughs> oh no i loved it that was fantastic also very fitting of the theme obviously we're recording this just before christmas yes this is our last one before christmas and we'll be back in two weeks time in the new year so uh which will be i think the second of january i think is the i think it's two weeks that's right yeah yeah um we would have done this uh podcast yesterday but ben was hung over from his birthday (laughs) i was very hungover. uh i had a very very small me and my brother kind of birthday because obviously we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. So my birthday celebration was very small, but very heavy on the booze. Mm. So I was, I was, I was a bit worse for wear. Yeah. And obviously we've now just found out that essentially there is another lockdown. Yeah. It's called in certain parts of our country. uh, So Christmas is a little bit different this year. Yeah. And it's mucked things up for many people. Um, So we're going to talk about wrestling because that makes people happy. Um, because we're an escape yes uh but before that make sure you follow us on twitter at csw pod follow ben on twitter at ring review pw follow us on instagram at csw pod and you can check out cswrestlingpodcast.com for all of our previous episodes and you can find us on any good podcasting apps where you can subscribe rate and review Ooh, Matt Min snuck up on me there. Matt Min, yeah. Uh, we have that a lot. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we have a lot of things to talk about this week. We're going to be going through uh, the TLC card that's tonight. Uh, mm. So it's if you're listening to this after Sunday, it's immediately out of date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but I mean, this is kind of like us going through the card and what we think will happen. So you could yeah. listen to this and go, "Well, he was fucking wrong about that." So <laughs> it's fine. Uh, do let us know at CSW Pod on Twitter. Um, so that's TLC. We're going to be talking about that. That's tonight. Um, we're going to be going through mm. the Slammy Awards, which is on Wednesday, uh, hosted yeah, by making a hosted by our Truth. I was just going to mention. What were you going to say? A triumphant comeback of the Slammy Awards. Yes, I mean, I think that I, I think they still do it every year, but it still seems to go under the radar. But they're actually doing a main you know thing they normally incorporate into raw or something i think is normally what they do uh oh okay but this time they're actually doing a special show for the slammy awards on wednesday on the network so we'll be going through the nominations from that uh but before all that we're gonna have the small package of news you've just been rolled up into the small package of news so the first small package of news story we have is some good news, some lovely Ooh, news. Cody Rhodes, yeah, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are expecting a baby. 
That is genuinely heartwarming and very lovely. It's, it's lovely news. You know, you want to hear at the end of the year, you know, starting off our yeah. news thing with a with news of a baby. So congratulations yeah, to the Runnels. We just end up with sort of like, you know, it's not technically, you know, wrestling related, but it is someone, it's people in wrestling. And regardless of our opinions of their promotions, that's fantastic. And we talked about Leon Ruff getting engaged the other week. So, yeah. And then, oh, and then learning that he was engaged to an NXT referee. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. follow up the following week when we actually <laughs> looked into it. Um, they announced it on AEW Dynamite, I think. I didn't watch because I they don't actually... really watch Dynamite. <clears throat> yeah. They, I think they had like a Christmas tree or something. Uh, and they looked at one of the sort of decorations on the tree and it was a little sort of um, bauble thing that they took off. And then they turn it over and it says, you know, ha- we're having a baby or something. So I was like, Ooh. yeah. Oh, I was thinking, no, I was, cause I was just thinking, oh, the Americans have got a horrible history of gender reveals. I thought, oh, no. I don't know. They probably will do that as well at some point. Fireworks start going off and then suddenly there's wildfire. Yeah, they try and. <laughs> Yeah, when when you find out the gender, try not to burn down a forest. Um, yeah, please, for the love of God, that's all I ask. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so congratulations to them. Uh, talking of the Wednesday Night War, um, that's the entirety, by the way, of our dynamite coverage. <laughs> yeah. uh, enjoy it as it as it stands. That is all we had mm. to talk about. <laughs> I oh, little thing. I heard uh, that the the ratings were very good for Impact. When Kenny Omega was on the first time, but when he was on the second time, they returned to normal. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also, and- I think <laughs> as a as a slight um, sort of addition to that, we I think mentioned last week that it may this may have even been off the air actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. um, it that we were kind of I was concerned that I'm hoping Impact don't think that AEW are there to help them out because yeah. they're not. I think they do think that, but. Yeah, I know. And did you see the Tony Schiavone comments about this? No, I didn't know. Where he was talking about they they basically they really want to bring over the uh, Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> right. And okay. So do you think made that some, they did made this some... entire thing just so they can get Gallows and Anderson on AEW? It seems that way. It's like Kenny just wants his mates back. Yeah. Because it it seemed as if I'm not sure if Schiavone like this is the thing. This is the problem. I'm kind of thinking like. Was Giovanni working, like working people? Was this kind of like a, you know, was this storyline? Was this a shoot? But he made, he basically made some snide comments about impact mm. and basically about how they weren't paying staff and things like that. And it, it felt very underhanded. I'll try and find the clip mm. and I'll actually send it to you after we've recorded this. Yeah, do that. Um, yeah. Because I mean, but then TNA is known, well, TNA is known for being bad financially generally i mean that. yeah so I, they've had do you know what? it's amazing they're still a company now the fact that no, sorry that just reminded me i just thought i'd bring that up really quickly there's yeah just some interesting comments from shivani recently about impact mm. well yeah uh nxt <laughs> um so first off we're going to talk about the the grouping of johnny gargano Candice LeRae, austin theory and indy hartwell they have a name now they're referred to mm. as the way as in the, the way. gargano way but they're just called oh, the way, which I think they should have called it the Gargano way. Yeah, because if it's just called the way, if calling themselves the way, it just sounds like they're some sort of garage band. Yeah, the way with with the way. They sound like an indie <laughs> band, don't they? From about two thousand and three, with the it way. <laughs> it's all like, it's in that sort of same vein as like Creed. Yeah, they're touring with the fray. 
Um, <laughs> with the fray. <laughs> yeah. So like, so it's yeah. So it's Gargano and the way. Yeah. So it's the way. Uh, they announced when I think Indy Hartwell or was it Candice, one of them came to the ring and they said, you know, a member of the way, Candice LeRae or whatever. Sounded like a poem. Um, <laughs> it did, but on the on the graphic it says like you know Candice LeRae and then underneath the way. So it's like a thing where they're they're really making a point of this being a group. And you know I like the fact that they've got a name that's not as bad as Retribution. And yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> I, do you know what as well? I'm, I'm, I I think the group is actually a it's a fantastic sort of like uh, team up. Yeah, I think it's good because, you know, Johnny and Candice obviously don't need the rub of being in a group. But the other two, mm. I think, really benefit from it, particularly Indy Hartwell, because she hasn't had as much or any real coverage on NXT up until now since she's yeah. been doing the stuff with Candice. And I think it's going to be really beneficial for her. For like for her, this is like a this is this is her opportunity at this point. It is. I think. Yeah, she needs to sort of use this as like hopefully she's used correctly and hopefully this is done sort of in her favor. Yeah. Whereas with Austin Theory, this is his second chance. <laughs> oh god, yeah. This is this is a redemption story, isn't it? This is <laughs> this is a all right. This is your final chance. You yeah. have to really impress us now. Yeah, and not do anything that embarrasses the company or anything. Oh yeah, for the love of God, just please keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Uh, the in the women's division on NXT, we're talking about talking about Candice and Indy, uh, Shotzi. Mm. The thing about Shotzi. So on Shotzi's new tank, and I think this was on the old tank as well, uh, yeah. was the letters T C B. And I was watching it on Wednesday night, and I looked at it and I was thinking, huh, I haven't really noticed it before. And I was thinking, what does T C B actually stand for? And I was thinking to myself, oh, so I think, okay, well, tank T tank tank. Tank Commander Blackheart. Maybe Tank Commander Blackheart. And I thought that in my mind. And literally seconds later, Wade Barrett's on commentary going, what does TCB stand for? Could it be Tank Commander Blackheart? And I thought, what? What? That's insane. Is he reading my mind? Um, it's-, it's the British mentality, isn't it? It's that. It's just the way we work. We have to try and work. We see... We see like we are like, I want to work that out. What does it mean? What does it Tank mean? Commander. Tank Commander. <laughs> There's something incredibly British about that. Tank Commander Blackheart. Um <laughs> But like it so he thought it as well. And I was like, that's that's crazy. But then I sort of heard what the actual I think um What does it actually stand for? It actually stands for uh taking care of business, apparently. Which I just no. think is not as good as Tank Commander Blackheart. <laughs> Tank Commander Blackheart could be like a little, you know, tagline for her. Yeah. Tank Commander, Shotzi Blackheart. The tank. Taking care of business. She's the Tank Commander, Shotzi Blackheart. I think it's a great name. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping now, the thing is, you kind of hope in those sort of situations when Wade Barrett has said it on television, mm. you hope, oh, hopefully the right person listened to that and yeah. went, oh, actually, that's way better. That's way better. <laughs> um, talking to people with names that we think are cool, uh, uh, Bronson Reed, he's back on NXT next week. The thick boy, boy himself. The thickest of boys. He's yes. back. But he's not called Thick Boy anymore, right? No, he's got some other name. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. I wasn't that interested. <laughs> but I just I, I wrote it down. as Mainly it was because I wanted to talk about the fact that Bronson Reed's come back, which I think is great. And I hope that he, when yeah. he comes back, he's going straight into doing stuff with the North American title. Um, mm. So we'll see what happens there. North American title hasn't got a match on there special they're doing in the new year well because he was someone we talked about wasn't it that we were like 
he would be someone that it was in that um NXT North American NXT North American Championship ladder match. Yeah. And we thought he's a potential winner for me, but just not yet. Yeah. Like, and I think, you know, I think he needs to build himself up in the mid card. And I think now with him coming yeah. back, this could be a good opportunity for him to step up. This could be the, this and say I I feel like it's been long enough now that I would definitely uh I would definitely be in full support of him becoming like North American champion pretty soon. Yeah. Like if he ends up being the number one contender, I'm all for it. I think they need some new faces. So in terms of Yeah, I know. This is especially in the, I think especially in sort of the mid card scene, we need to sort of bulk that out a little bit. We need to see a few more sort of recognizable names as well. Names yeah. that we're gonna be building up for the mid card. Yeah. Um on January sixth, we're gonna have New Year's Evil special of NXT. Uh, it's not a takeover; it's just one of their Wednesday night specials they do. Um, mm. And we're getting well. We've got two matches that are already confirmed. So we've got Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT title, uh, and we've got the returning Karrion Cross versus Damian Priest. Hey. So two solid it's, uh... matches there. It's just I also I'm just glad that Karrion Cross is back. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah I'm so glad he's back. Um, yeah. But, he's someone I think I, it's it's so it's so un, it sounds unfair for me to say, but he's someone that I you know you don't sort of realize you miss them until they're really really gone for that mm. long. And my, um, it just he's so solid as a main event star. My first thought was why is he not going straight back into the NXT title se- scene because. No, yeah. He got the title taken off him because he was injured, and now he's back. So you'd think he'd go straight back for the title, but perhaps they're setting up for him to win it at the next takeover, which will probably be Royal Rumble weekend. Yeah, they'll. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping the plan at this point is just to kind of ease him back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I assume what was, what this was is his just, injury? Was it a shoulder? Uh, yeah, it was a shoulder and elbow injury. Because I remember him being in like a sling. In a sling, yeah. That's what yeah. I pictured too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's just kind of like a a reintroduction. Yeah, yeah he is easing back in with uh, with Damian Priest. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's not the best way of being eased back in is with Damian Priest, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a solid match though. I'm looking forward to both. It'll of those. be a good match. But the, but, the, but like they're both on a bit of a you know they're both on a bit of a hot streak. So I'm kind of thinking like, who's going over here? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Karrion Cross needs to, but it's it is maybe a little bit damaging to Damian Priest because you know he I already know, right? failed to get back his North American title, and now he's just off having a feud with Karrion Cross, which he'll lose. Which mm-hmm. so it's not looking good for him. Yeah, and I mean to be, to be fair, if you were to have either side of the coin, I'd rather it land on Karrion Cross. If I'm honest, I think Karrion Cross needs it because he's returning, and this is his first match back. He can't lose this match. Um, yeah, this would be kind of a. It would be kind of downtrodden to be like, uh, I'm back after a very unfortunate injury that came at the worst time, and then it's like, yeah, all right, well, you, you're going to be jobbing. And so. how is he going to challenge Finn Balor for the NXT title if he can't even beat Damian Priest, who'd lost yeah. to Leon Ruff and <laughs> and Johnny Gargano? <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Do you think it's just, Leon Ruff is like, ever going to get that title back? <laughs> oh, do you, oh I, if he invokes his rematch clause, I'll be so happy. I'd love it. Two-time <laughs> North American champion, Leon Ruff. Leon uh, Ruff. Anyway, New <laughs> Year's Evil has a host, a lot like uh, Halloween Havoc has, and they've done before for various shows. 
but this this time around, the host is um, Dexter Loomis, who to date, I believe, has never said a word on television. Uh, I don't know what his voice sounds like. I don't, is very strange. He's never spoken, and I don't think he will speak as host. I think he'll come on, he'll do a few drawings, and I'll be it. It'll be a bit like he's introducing the show by drawing the next match. <laughs> like, do you think he'll communicate through drawing? He'll communicate through sketching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll sketch out just sort of like, but it'll just be, but it's just pictures of Cameron Grimes getting beaten up. Yeah, <laughs> just, just constantly over and over again. And it's like, what's he trying to say to us? Just yeah. that he wants to beat up Cameron Grimes again. <laughs> Uh, so we'll move on from NXT over to, firstly, to Raw, uh, and specifically mm. the USA Network. So the USA Network are not happy with the ratings that Raw's been getting. Not really a surprise. Raw's ratings have not been very good. And no. Raw hasn't been particularly great. Um, put in some perspective, this is the only note I have in the small package of news about Raw. I have some stuff about SmackDown because uh, SmackDown actually has stuff worth talking about, but Raw just seems to kind of come and go, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's some stuff that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so Raw's averaged 1.5 million this week, uh, which is down from last week where they got 1.7. Uh, and, you know, from the dirt sheets, as such the nerdy dirt sheets, a source oh. inside WWE says there's been a big reaction to it. Um mm. The source said, USA Network are furious. And this is a key thing. They want more adult content, not sexy adult, but dark and violent adult, uh, which I so think they is interesting. Want, they, want, they want minor, instead of minor peril, they want um, adult violence. Yes, they want adult violence, uh, like dark and violent stuff. And they don't just want, you know, some broad getting their tits out. They They want, like, you know, like the, I think we can see more of the fiend being a bit more sadistic. I think is what's going to happen here. There might be more blood and more sorts of violent matches and backstage brawls that go pretty gross and stuff. I think we'll get more of that potentially, which I think is good. I would kind of, I would kind of hope so. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it goes in that direction of it, sort of like the the storylines becoming a bit more adult, yes. a bit more mature. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks for Raw for, in that respect. Uh, but USA, you know, <laughs> the numbers don't get up. Can you imagine if Raw got cancelled? I mean, Christ, Jesus! Um, imagine, yeah, imagine if USA, the USA Network, just went no, like we're canning you. And the thing is, I know that viewing viewing patterns have changed over the years, right? And we're never going to get a situation where people are watching on television Raw as much as they did in 1998, right? Mm. But WWE. Raw, sorry, is right now at the same sort of level as it was in about 1994, which is bad. That's <laughs> rough. And Raw during really, 94, a... 95 is awful. <laughs> it's just terrible. It's a, it's a staggering low. And the fact that we're talking about a staggering low, for and that's that's for Raw. That's yeah. for the A-show. Yeah, well, supposedly. I mean, SmackDown's the A-show at this point. It's on Fox, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's Raw. Um, so some SmackDown stuff, little things. I'll try and run through this fairly quickly. Um, uh, Carmella keeps on referring to her sommelier, her wine waiter, uh, mm. which is referred to as a sommelier. She keeps on referring to him as her sommelier. And then 
I thought this was a heel thing. She thinks she's like, you know, posh and well to do. Like, oh, I have a sommelier, but she can't pronounce the word sommelier and she pronounced it wrong. Um, but then, like, Michael Cole and Corey Graves on commentary are referring to her, this guy as her sommelier. It's sommelier. It does, it's, <laughs> it's not got an A in it. it it's spelled S-O-N-M-E-L-I-E-R, right? Sommelier, not sommelier. It's not, he's not from Somalia. It's, it's, it's sommelier. Sommelier. This is a p- pedantic Matt coming out here. <laughs> no, but it's justified. It's, I would say that's very justified. Justified, pardon me. It's because it's just like that, because also that's something that it would annoy me. Hearing that regularly yeah. annoys me. It irritates me. And it's just all the way through. And they're like, oh, you know, this, his Somali, her sommelier is getting in the way that. Like, Sommelier. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, it's just a little thing that's annoying. It might be an Americanism. It might be something in America they pronounce it sommelier instead of sommelier. But it just irritates me. And I just thought I'd bring it up. Um, (laughs) I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I want you to know that. That is a justified opinion. Yeah. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura lost to Otis in two and a half minutes on SmackDown. I just thought I'd write that in there because it's just sad. Really, you never honestly, you'd never think you'd see it, would you? You know, this is a guy who, you know, was at the top of his game, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and you know, this is not shade on Otis because I think Otis does what he does very well, but come on, it's Shinsuke Nakamura. He should be I a know. former world champion. He was fighting for the WWE title at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. And here we are now, and he's on SmackDown losing clean in two and a half minutes to Otis. After oh. Otis had lost his money in the bank briefcase to The Miz, you know. This is, Shinsuke falling down this far is what I think, I think it's probably what I assumed they would do to AJ. Yeah, maybe. I think that's fair to say. It's but AJ's I, good on I the mic. Of... I think that's basically what it's come down to. I think they don't like his mic work. And so they just yeah, go, oh, so he might unfair. be good in the ring, but... Uh, and, yeah, the guy who won the Royal Rumble in 2018. Yeah, I think 18. it was 2018. I think yeah. it was 18, yeah. Shame. Oh, two um, and a half minutes as well is just insult to injury. It really is. You know, at least give him yeah. five minutes. I know it's TV, but come on. You know, let him do a match. Like, yeah. two and a half minutes kind of just showing up to get pinned. And that would be putting notice over. If they had a hard-fought match on SmackDown and he still loses, it's like, fine, he's putting over Otis. He's making Otis look good, but they had a solid match. You know, but in this, it just... It it wasn't good, and that's it. (laughs) And I hope that Shinsuke does better. It's more getting hard done by, for sure. Um, Sammy. uh, Sammy Zayn had the Sammy Awards, um, where in which he had um, some awards that he had come up with him by himself where he won them all and biggie had gotten hold of one of the cards and changed the name sammy Zayn to biggie and then sammy comes out with hair sort of like greased over to look vaguely neat in an awful suit um and had these award these little trophies that were wrestling action figures spray painted gold stuck to the top of a tin can that had been spray painted black um <laughs> that was his little trophies the Sammy Awards. Um, he won the first two, and then he gets to the last one, which is Superstar of the Year, opens it up, 
And the winner is Big E. Big E comes on the stage and, you know, some hilarity ensues. But on WWE's, I think it's on just on, maybe on the Twitter account, uh, but it may have be on their website as well. Uh, WWE yeah. released this audio of uh, Sammy ranting backstage, uh, having a go at people because of how the Sammy Awards fail, failed because of Big E and who let this happen. I'm putting food on your table and all this kind of stuff as a parody of the recent Tom Cruise ranting video, which, you know, I'm, I'm all here for news which shatters the illusion that Tom Cruise is a nice guy, because he's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's not. 100% a weird individual. He's a weird a Scientologist, man. you know? So, mm. like, you know, any kind of news story which makes him, you know, not be like, oh, isn't Tom Cruise great? He's not. He's an arsehole. And it's shown in this video, in this audio. Yeah. Uh, but WWE have parodied that with Sami Zayn, and it is wonderful. Uh, go to WWE's Twitter account to see that, cause, and check out, because... Uh, it's on there. Also, I've retweeted it on our Twitter account at CSW Pod. Check it out. Getting Matt Min in mid conversation there. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Sammy Awards I thought was very funny. So um, you can also check that out as well. There was some interesting stuff on the um, Talking Smack. One little thing that I haven't wrote down that really irritated me uh, mm. was that they did Talking Smack after. SmackDown directly on Fox Sports 1. Uh, and they'd been promoting saying, you know, watch Talking Smack because there's an interview between Fox Sports contributor, blah, 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 interviewing The Rock. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll go find that out. I went and watched it. And there's a clip from some interview he did with this Fox Sports guy in like, mid November. I'm like, it's not. What? Yeah, and it says that him talking about like how he when he got started in WWE and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? What you, what, yeah, well, that's that's kind of a bait and switch. It's a bait and switch because they're going. You better watch Talking Smack. The Rock's on Talking Smack, and then you watch it. It's just some old video. It's like, oh shit. Oh dear. Well, it, it, the funny thing is, as well, they're going to say like, oh, he's going to be on Talking Smack, but it's ah, uh, it's it is it. Potentially, there. Do you reckon they're working towards getting The Rock back? I think they are. I think they're just putting The Rock into the conversation to kind of remind people and just kind of, you know, subtly hint that, like, you know, remember The Rock because yeah. it, you're going to need to know, you know, it's almost like they're wanting to tell people without telling people that he's going to be at WrestleMania or whatever. He's hinted, That's what it feels like, right? He's hinted recently that he he wants to wrestle Roman, but wait until 2022. But I think that's a bit of leading people down the wrong path. Mm, yeah, I think I think he's got the itch again. Roman's his perfect opponent now, mm. where Roman is stood. Um, oh, it's just like it's and it's like a match made in heaven. I would want to see it. Yeah, I just know that, like you said, it's like they're putting that name out there. They're putting the rock in people's heads now. Yeah, sort of. It's the it's the sowing of the seed. But they want to surprise people with the rock, and I think there's been so much speculation and talking about oh, the rock and Roman at WrestleMania that they want to throw people off by saying yeah, it's not going to happen this year. Maybe next year I think it'll happen, but not this year. Mm. So that when they do, then go, the rock's coming out. Here he is. He's going to challenge Roman. You know, if he wins the Royal Rumble <laughs> and challenges Roman at <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> maybe that happens um 
And then the Miz cashes in on at WrestleMania um, against Drew. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, the last little thing because we've I said it was going to be a short, um, small package of news, but it's not been really. Um, WWE superstars beat up the year 2020 in a video they've made with Drew McIntyre calling out 2020. It's a big, gross kind of snot thing that's shaped like 2020, and all the wrestlers do their finishing moves on it, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> It was, you know, do you know what? Why not? It, yeah. it just at this point, it's just kind of like, right, 2020 is coming to an end. Fuck 2020. Yeah. So here you go. Yeah. Here's a, a memeable cont- exactly. content you can spread. Yeah. It even had the, the clip of the New Day eating popcorn. That's a gif. That was when they were all oh, like, sat in yeah. the front row, like eating popcorn. Um, They've used that clip in there, so... It was interesting though. There was a few clips in there of that they'd used of wrestlers doing their finishing moves on the year 2020. There were clips from pre-COVID times where there's like an arena full of people, and then some of them are done within the Thunderdome. So <laughs> it's it's very strange, but I liked the Fair video enough. and it was a nice little thing. But just remember, 2021 is not going to be the superhero that they've 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 portrayed in this video. Uh, 2021 is going to be hard as well. And so we need to get through it and yeah, it's, be positive. It's, it's not going it's, it's to hit January 1st and it'll all be fine. It's Exactly. We've still got a long road ahead of us, but we're going in the right direction. Mm. Especially not in this country because of Brexit. Anyway, that's the end of Small Package of News. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll start with our first main topic of the week. Uh, and we are talking about TLC, Tables, Ladders and Chairs, um, which is tonight on the WWE Network. So... We're not going to go into too much detail on this because obviously it's going to be out of date and we're not doing a podcast next week. So (laughs) it's sort of, um, in a way, irrelevant, really. But it's an interesting card. It's not a, you know, uh, a card of out without any sort of redeeming factors. There's some good matches on there. I just don't think it's going to move the needle, so to speak. Um, no, it's I, I. I mean, the last few TS, TLCs have kind of been that, haven't they? They yeah. they just fill the gap. Well, it's because they're in December. You kind of don't really want to change things now, and you've got the Royal Rumble next month. Yeah. So um, it's like you just there's they can't commit to too much. We know that the, like the Royal Rumble is always the hard reset, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna just before we go into this, I thought I'd just check the card to make sure there wasn't any new matches added. Um, there I've just had to do the same. I had to double check just to make sure that I was going to, because I was about to talk about it and then thought, no, actually, I bet maybe something's changed. Well, but it thought, looks like, that looks like. I thought there might be like a pre show match added or something. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, but there's not yet. No, there's six matches on the card. Uh, we'll go through them now. So um, we'll sort of go in reverse order of importance, I guess. Um, mm. The New Day versus the Hurt Business for the Raw Tag Team Trials. So. What do you think of that? That would be a solid match, I think. I know it. Yeah, like I'm, I, I, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good title defense in my eyes. Mm. Uh, I feel like it's it's just going to be like a solid match. Like it's Cedric and Shelton as well, and it's obviously Kofi and Xavier. You mm. know they're just going to put on. They know each other very well. They're going to put on a clinic. Yeah. Uh, so the hurt business is um, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with MVP. Mm. Um. I think they're, I mean, they're all talented people and the Hurt Business is a solid gimmick um, and it's really working for me. Just think about the beginning of the year. 
but Bobby Lashley, right, and MVP, mm. right. Let's just take those two. Bobby Lashley was in the middle of that Rusev Lana Bobby Lashley feud that was just dreadful. Oh God, yeah. And MVP was the uh, spoiled special guest at the Royal Rumble match. Because remember, there, <laughs> yeah. there's, that was that image, I think, the day before the Royal Rumble, which someone oh, had taken was... from outside, which you could see directly into the stadium and see MVP's video up on the screen. It, it, was, the, it was the hotel that they'd booked a lot of fans into. Yeah, and it was opposite it looked the stadium. over the arena, <laughs> and you could see them like testing out Titantrons, and yeah, MVP's was one of the big ones that yeah. came up. So it was spoiled that he was going to be in the match, but I thought it was a good showing. It was during the kind of... Um, domination of brock lesnar stuff at the big in the first oh, yeah. half of the men's royal rumble match um but then he went on to have like some matches uh nothing worth of note um but then her business came along and it's been fantastic for them so you know i, yeah, I, just I, just I would like... quite like to see them win the titles here actually to be honest i think they need some more gold around their waist right. no i'd give you that because bobby's the united states champion so if uh, Cedric and Shelton had the tag team titles as well, I think it was a great look. Ooh. All four of them. Yeah, that's true. Then to be fair, then you've got sort of like then you're sort of MVPs. Then sort of flanked with champions. Exactly. Yeah, he's just him with yeah, three true. champions stood around him. It'd be fantastic. It's a good image. Yeah, and uh, you know, also it does nothing for the new day. New day losing them. It's not going to be damage them in any way. You know, it's the new day. No, exactly. They. I mean, they can't. They can do no wrong at this point. Yeah, they're 10-time uh, tag team champions, I think, at this point. Yeah, they're already kind of like, you know, they're a surefire Hall of Fame tag team. Mm. They don't really need to, you know, they don't need wins at this point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, also, sorry. what I'm hoping with that is that, you know, the last time the Hurt Business won a championship, they changed it. So, <laughs> if oh, they win yes. the Raw Tag Team Championships, I would love it if oh. MVP basically went, my team don't deserve silver medals. Yes. They deserve gold. Yes. We are the I'd gold standards. I fucking love that. You know, like, yeah, it's... Um, oh, that would be fucking amazing. Oh, that don't say that, too. because now I'm going to be disappointed when he doesn't do that. <laughs> not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's but, I mean, happen. that would be great, right? That would be fantastic if they did that. Um, yeah. Oh. Just sneak that in. Yeah. And then we'd still have to deal with the SmackDown tag team titles. <laughs> but at least they'd look different. Sure. <laughs> it's my only redeeming feature if they kept them the same. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they'd still be shit though. <laughs> yeah, they'd still be fucking up. They'd, they'd then officially be the ugliest championships on the roster. I know. Um, oh, moving yeah. over to the SmackDown women's title match between uh, the mm -hmm. champion Sasha Banks and Carmella and her sommelier. No, <laughs> against Carmella. <laughs> um, who do you think's getting this one? Because I think Carmella Ooh. has a good chance, to be honest, here. I know we said earlier yeah, that I would the needle doesn't move much in this show, but I, I sort of feel like it's her like big break. Unless yeah, they just have I an ending DQ, which I think is probably the best situation, because you end up still with... Sasha keeping the title because I think she needs to have a bit of a decent run with the title because she's never really had a good title run. Um, yeah. And I think she needs it. So I don't want to see her lose the title, but I also don't want to see Carmella 
get kind of shit on basically oh she's lost and that's that done because yeah i don't i don't want to see carmella's the division's not deep enough they need to have some serious contenders and this is the whole point surely of rebranding carmella and her gimmick her gimmick's kind of like her gimmick's kind of tough going so i'd like to see her (laughs) sort of with a do you know what i mean like it's yeah i I feel for a little bit it's it's a lot to work with so i'm kind of hoping that they do stick with it and she does get some you know, she gets something out of this, but I think you're right. I think maybe, maybe a DQ finish is right here. Because mm. I think it's it's too early to drop the title for Sasha, but if Carmella beats, if Carmella loses here, then yeah. that kind it's of a costly it, loss. It's a costly loss at an early stage in the sort of rebranding of Carmella. Um, yes, and I think it adds something to her story if she ends up. Something happens where she gets caught using a chair or something, and then she beats the crap out of Sasha, and you end up with maybe Sasha and Carmella at Royal Rumble as a rematch, no DQ or something, yeah. you know, and you do something this interesting like of, that. This match ending in DQ kind of delays it to the Rumble. I'd I'd be absolutely mm. fine with that, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, I'm drinking a beer while I'm doing this. So if you hear me, go, go, glug, glug, glug. That's why. It's nearly Christmas. It's nearly Christmas. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, what do we have next? We have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the team of Asuka and TBD. Uh, TBD. That's not we've got Tank a, we've Commander got a Black Heart. <laughs> That's not Tank Commander Blackheart. It's TBD to be determined. Who do we think is going to be Asuka's partner? Ooh, I don't know. I've not actually, th- I've honestly not thought about it, to be honest. Um, which is kind of nice because it means that it will actually be a surprise. I think it me. will be a surprise. I just really hope it's not just like, and her partner is Natalia. Oh my God. If they so- go boilerplate, if they go boring. Yeah. Well, like on, on SmackDown the- this week, they had. Billy Kay have a match against the Riot Squad. And last week she had had Natalia as her partner. And this week she had Tamina as her partner. Now that's the level of shit that I don't want. And I'll start to, sorry, I'll rephrase that because Natalia is not shit, right? But like that level of average that I don't want yeah. out of this match. Yeah. I want, because if it's, it's Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Asuka and who, I mean, it, I mean, it could end up being like Peyton Royce, to be fair. Because if they do want to push her, that's that a great place, cool, to, great place to put her. But then my argument would be, why did you break up the Iconics if you're just going to make Peyton the women's tag team champion with Asuka? You know? Yeah, that's true. Same thing as like, why are they pairing Billy Kay up with a bunch of different people when they could yeah. have just kept the Iconics? I know. It's so fucking stupid. Um, the funny thing is as well, this match could have been Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus the Iconics. Yeah, it could have been. It would have been. It would have made. It would have been really, really good. But yeah, I mean, that's what that. And like, they look, they could have done that, several so. weeks of Nia Jax putting Billy Kay through an announce table, but then they come <laughs> back from that humiliation to beat Nia and Shayna and win the tag team titles. They could have yeah. done that, and I thought of that in thirty seconds, you know. And yet they have the full fucking writing team. And not one of them thought it was a bad idea to split up the Iconics and then put them into stupid tag teams that don't really work on their separate brands. And Yeah, it's it's a clear sort of, we broke them up. All right, what's the plan now? 
nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, for we haven't them. got anything. Um, but the thing is, I think you're right. I think potentially Peyton Royce there. Mm, potentially Peyton Royce. Another name that was um, floated around as a possibility by some people, but I think this is just wishful thinking, is Kyrie Sane. Mm. Ooh, Because okay. she's not actually, I don't think, part of the company anymore. I think she is actually a free agent as such. Like she's, I think. Yeah, they called her. They called her an ambassador, right? Yes, yeah, something like that. Um, but I'm sure she doesn't work for the company anymore. I mean, I'll Google her, <laughs> see if what she's on her Wikipedia page. I definitely saw the like the whole um, ambassador word being thrown around a lot when she left. Um, she is currently in Japan, though. Yeah, it's, she's currently signed with the WWE under the ring name Kyrie Sane, where she serves as a trainer and ambassador in Japan. Oh, so, so she does still work for the company. Yeah. So I suppose, in a way, if they were able to get her from Japan back over to America, they might do it. But then that would... I mean, it. It's possible. It's very possible. True, but I don't think that's what she wants to do. Unless they lose. Because then if they lose, she, they could have Kairi come back just to do the one-off match and then go back to Japan. But they couldn't really have her come back and win the tag team titles because then that means she actually has to be on TV and doing all that stuff. Mm. So unless yeah, and... they've looked at it and gone, oh, because of COVID and everything, we don't really have much for you to do in Japan. Um would you like to come back to America for a couple of months and do some stuff with us with the women's tag team title and we'll pay you back up with Asuka? Maybe they've done that. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe like with with obviously with COVID and everything, they've realised that, oh, there's, you know, everything's kind of at a standstill. Mm. What we wanted to do with you is not possible anymore. So come back for a special one-off. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they've done. Uh, but no, as you said, it's a genuine surprise. As, it'll be a genuine surprise as to who actually is the partner. Um, yeah. But I'd like to see whoever it is, uh, the team of that person and Oscar winning the match because I'm fucking bored of seeing Nia Jax with a title. Uh, I know. A title that she doesn't deserve. And I'd like to see Shayna choke her out. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm sick of Shayna being like Nia Jax's little fucking sidekick. Because that's what it feels oh. like. Yeah, it does. It's she's sort of like she has to. She's the. She's kind of like. Look, this is going to sound horrible, right? But just picture. I'm just trying to sort of like put it in a context here. It's like her sort of. She's kind of the muscle. Like she's the dog. Like she's the fighting dog, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And it's like, and then Nia Jax is kind of that like horrible owner that makes her <laughs> dog fight. It's just like that's the only sort of context I can get for that team. Like, yeah. That's kind of their dynamic, where it's just like Nia Jax just kind of six Shayna Baszler on people. Yeah, it's a weird one. Anyway, yeah. um, the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton in a Firefly Inferno match. Um, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that match I, at all. I don't. I mean, I don't care about it. Um, the other night, I thought I'll watch Raw live, and I turned on Raw, and the first thing was Randy Orton, and I thought, nope. Turned it off. I was like, I'll watch it tomorrow. How many, like, how many things have to be set on fire? I know for them to be like, is it interesting yet? Is it interesting yet? It's like, no, <laughs> it's not. I mean, I don't understand like the Firefly element of it. So, is this going to be like the Firefly Funhouse match where it was like all inside Cena's head? Is this going to be like all inside Randy's head, but there's going to be fire, or is this just a, an Inferno match that they've just banged on the word Firefly at the beginning because it's fiend? Like I don't yeah, because Bray Wyatt's in it. 
Yeah, I don't know what the context of it being a Firefly Inferno match means. To to be positive, and I guess kind of give them a little bit of credit here, maybe. Maybe we're going to see like a... Cinematic. Like you were saying. Like a sort yeah. Of, uh, yeah, cinematic match. Bit, you know, a bit heavily scripted, bit staged. Yeah. Maybe. But, but I mean, what, otherwise... This, this is why we're doing the cheapy awards next week. Sorry, in two weeks' time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted to see what this match is. And if it is a cinematic match and it's good, it could be put into our nominations for best cinematic match of the year, which is a category. Yeah. That is an exclusive. That is <laughs> this is a category for our, for our <laughs> prestigious for our prestigious second annual cheapy awards that'll be happening on the second of January. Um, so the next match, because clearly we don't have much really to talk about with the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton match, because fuck knows what it even is. Um, yeah, we have Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles TLC for the WWE title. Um, AJ is accompanied to the ring by almost. Almost. Good old Mr. Mr. Amogbahin. Mr. Amogbahin, yeah. Um, yeah, so AJ versus Drew. I think it'll be a solid match. Uh, be fucking yeah. just brutal, I think, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to be Drew McIntyre dropping... Like, AJ's going to sell like crazy for Drew. Mm. Drew's going to make AJ look even better. Yeah. It's, it, it's a match made in heaven. It's like AJ Styles is the perfect person to put up against someone that you want to make look good as a champion. Yeah. Absolutely. Like he will make, he could wrestle thin air and it would make thin air look fucking good. Mm. So it's like, I, I'm excited for that match just purely to see how they're going to do it. And I mean, I think, I think it's a Drew defense still. I think it is. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, I suppose this is about like the needle moving thing. I don't want to keep going back to that analogy. It's not a very good analogy, but, but, but it makes sense though. But it it's does. Thing, You're right. I this don't is think... kind of that. I don't think they're really going to do anything dramatic, like taking titles off either of the world champions, uh, particularly Roman. But we'll get to that. Yeah. But like oh, with God, Drew, yeah. it's like I just don't see him doing that yet, um, unless they have him drop the title to AJ, and then he wins the Rumble again. Ooh. Maybe. Um, I would hope not, but I mean, that is potentially a plan. Also, so, with the Drew match, another element does need to be brought in here is regardless of the result here, uh, do we think there's going to be a money in the bank cash in from the Miz? It could be unsuccessful, to be fair. But <laughs> well, the funny thing is, right, so this cash in could be quite interesting mm. because if the Miz cashes in during the match, he then just enters as part of the match. Yeah, that's so the that means, thing. They, I, that I, means he then has to climb the ladder mm, to get the belt. Yeah. I mean, it could be a situation a bit like when Seth cashed in at WrestleMania uh, 31 uh, on Bro the Brock versus Roman match. He cashed in and made it a triple threat and then won. Yeah. They could do the like, same thing again where it's like Miz cashes in when they're both laid out like they've both been they've like i don't know they've the top of the ladder they're headbutting each other and then they do and then he does one big glasgow kiss and they smash heads and they both go flying off in different directions into two different tables and they're both laid out and there's the ladder yeah. just there in the middle mrs music hits he comes running out cashes in runs up the ladder grabs the title yay and then runs off that could happen. The, the only factor that could change that is almost. True. That is the element mm. that hasn't been brought into this. But 
they have said they have made it relatively clear that AJ is fine with the Miz winning the title because he thinks he can beat Miz easier than Drew. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, he did say that. <laughs> so, so it might be a thing where AJ's like, "Yes, yeah, fine. We'll just let." Almost isn't going to get in the way here because it's the long game here. Because if it means you winning, then I'm going to challenge you, and it'd be a thing where. We'll let you do it so long as you make me the first number one contender. Yeah, that could work. Could actually. be a thing. That... Anyway, let's move on to the. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? I'm just going to call one spot that I think we're going to see in that Drew McIntyre AJ Styles match, and it will be that AJ Styles will try and get the belt while on the shoulders of Armos. Yes, it's a hundred percent going to happen, right? Yes, and then. Um... Uh, Drew comes running out of nowhere and does a claymore to Amos, and they both yeah. go flying yeah. down. That's sorry, that's I just had to say it because I thought, I thought it in my head and or something like that. Yeah, we're gonna see something like it. Yeah, that sounds like good. I, that sounds likely. I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing, but it's likely. <laughs> it's something yeah. that's happened before many times. Um, the other TLC match is for the Universal Tile. It's between the Big Dog the head of the table, the chief, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, uh, versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to put over Roman Reigns because he needs it. Apparently. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it was? So I was going to say the big dog and then I realised he's not really the big dog anymore. <laughs> not the big dog. It's, it's, he's not a big dog in a yard anymore. He still has the big dog on all his videos, though. So, they still haven't changed it. They still oh, changed this thing on his music. The new music and stuff here. Honestly, I think they might wait till WrestleMania at this rate. I just think, you yeah, maybe uh, that Royal Rumble or something. I just think they're not going to do it on a show like TLC. But well, because um, I was trying to, the only the only reason bizarre. I think that is just because obviously, like, like you were saying, it's nothing really is nothing drastic is going to change during this pay per view. No, so I'm trying to think like if the tag titles change hands, that's one thing. I'm trying to think, what's one thing they could do to get people talking? And I think, debut a new Roman Reigns entrance. Like, maybe that's what yeah. does it. Um, but I mean, who knows? How's um, Jimmy Uso doing these days? Because uh, I, think... I know he got involved with the stuff before with Jay and Roman, but he wasn't really in a fighting thing. You know, he kind of got involved to sort of try and bring jay out of the match but he wasn't getting physically involved is he still no. sort of not clear to wrestle i think he's still injured i am a, i have a feeling he is actually no i take that back i reckon i reckon he's clear to compete but they're holding off but this is what i'm thinking because like if he is clear to wrestle then we could end up seeing a match here where i mean either way kevin owens is not winning this match but um it could be a thing where it looks like um, Kevin Owens is going to win the match because Jay and uh, Roman, they're both laid out. Heyman's being punched in the face and is on the floor or something. And it's all for Kevin Owens to win. And then in comes Jimmy. And you have another member of the team, kind of in the tribal chief's cabinet or whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> the, the tribal squad. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the tribal squad. Uh, but yeah, that could, squad. that's the big moment is Jimmy's returned and is going to be a part of the team and part of the group, yeah, it's, the Anoa'i dynasty I'm, or whatever. 
they call it. I'm trying to think because yeah, maybe do you know what that's probably a, that makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? It's like as as like as a sort of uh, a trending kind of moment that yes. people get people talking. That's probably the one. It's like not gonna, Jimmy coming back. It's not going to be Reigns losing the title. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think us, making I don't us look big like changing hands. We could look like we've got eggs on our faces, though, if someone's listening to this tomorrow and it's like, <laughs> Kevin Owens did win. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. And he <laughs> won it in two and a half minutes. What morons! <laughs> <laughs> he just power bombed them all and ran up there and grabbed it and ran off. Idiots. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's TLC. So we'll see what happens there. Um, if anything does happen that is spectacular, then we'll probably talk about it in the next podcast in two weeks' time. But I somehow doubt it, to be honest, because I don't think it's going to be anything too uh, out of this world. That's a pay-per-view. No, I think it'll be I... fun, because TLC yeah. is going to be fun and some good matchups there, but I don't think it's going to be anything to write home about. No, we'll get some fun little surprises here and there with like Asuka's partner yeah. and potentially new tag team champions, but... Yeah, I think that's as drastic as it gets. Yeah. Okay, so our second main topic of this episode is the Slammy Awards. Uh, the Slammy Awards are going to be taking place on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Sorry, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, which is 3 p.m. GMT in the UK. Oh, perfect timing um, for us. It's sort of. I'm at work. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to watch a bit of the first hour, but then after that, like, <laughs> I have to go to work. I was going to say... While I'm working, I'm going to put that on. Yeah, um, it's always just I just like it when WWE do shows like this, where it's you know it's just it's like the Hall of Fame. It's just mm. light entertainment. I'm going to watch it when I get home from work. Be something to watch in the evening. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. GMT on the WWE Network, and it's going to be hosted by r Truth. So it'll be funny. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not just like it's got to be right. Hopefully it's not just like forced humor of r Truth. <laughs> Um, yeah no i don't want it to be sort of dragged out i want it to kind of be like actually funny yeah um voting is already over i was, I was putting here like oh you can go to wwe.com and vote on these it's already over um it ended uh, at some point middle of this week i think or last week so <laughs> we can't even vote on it um but there's a lot of categories um so we'll be going through them um we won't be going into as much detail on some of these people as we might do in two weeks' time for the second annual Cheapy Awards, which are our own oh, yeah. awards on January 2nd. <laughs> we care about those more. Yes. I do find, <laughs> by the way, if you listened last week, we were talking about this and saying, oh, it might be next week or the week after. You'll find out when you listen to the episode that next week. Well, this week we can confirm it is in two weeks' time from now. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Let's talk about WWE's official quote-unquote Slammy Awards, I guess. Um, <laughs> the Superstar of the Year. So they've got Male Superstar of the Year and Female Superstar of the Year. And everyone who's nominated for those two uh, awards are also in for Superstar of the Year. Um, yeah. So we'll just go through the Superstar of the Year uh, instead of men's and females because they're just remember that they are also in nominated for those ones as well. Um Drew McIntyre, which I think is a good shout. You know, he's had a hell of a yep. year. Um, Roman Reigns. I mean, he's had a good year since he's been back, but he had a quite significant time this year where he wasn't on TV. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily... I think Drew's had a better year than Roman, has to be said. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. Yeah. 
Uh, Randy Orton, uh, no, because Randy Orton's year where he was superstar of the year was probably about 2009. So, <laughs> yes. So, no, <laughs> you know, he's not superstar of 2020. Um, Braun Strowman, no. I mean, we don't even need a discussion about that. No. That's not even hard. No. Um, he did beat Goldberg at WrestleMania. Fair play. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. True. But he was thrown in at the last minute to replace Roman, and they just needed to get the title off Goldberg. So they were like, yeah, we'll throw Braun in there. And then he had a very unremarkable WWE title reign. So, or Universal title reign, even. Um, yeah, that was Braun. Uh, the Fiend. I'm torn about the Fiend because no, that's not that's not superstar of the year. He's not, is he? Because like no, was it when was it? Was it the beginning of this year? Or was it the end of last year when he lost the Universal Title to Goldberg? I think it was the beginning oh, of this God. year. Was it Royal Rumble or something? Maybe potentially. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely there was definitely an audience. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't during the COVID times, no, but like... No, definitely an audience. But I can't remember when he when lost it. It might have been Elimination Chamber, even. Because Elimination Chamber had an audience. It was the last pay-per-view they did with an audience, apart from TakeOver. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Fiend's not winning Superstar of the Year. Um, Asuka. No, no. <clears throat> uh, yes, because Asuka has been one of the highlights of... Um, the lockdown era as such if we're going to call it that Um, she's been fantastic in 2020 she has been and you know where other people have had to put the the mantle down she's grabbed it and raised it and ran with it um yeah you know she lost her tag team partner but she's because she won the money in the bank ladder match um legitimately unlike otis um (laughs) and then she was gift not gifted because she still earned it really by winning money in the bank. Um, the raw t- uh, raw women's championship because of Becky leaving to have a baby. Um, yeah, so it's like it, I, it's not a hand me down, is it? It's no, like hey, she, 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 she was going to probably win it anyway. She wasn't just awarded it, you know. She did actually win it because she won money in the bank, and money in the bank is kind of most of the time a, a kind of given that they're going to win the title. So, mm. unless there's like a special circumstance, otherwise it's like no, they're probably going to win the belt. Like, is there much of a difference between between someone uh, giving their title to the person who won the money in the bank ladder match, uh, offering it to them? Is there much of a difference between that and someone taking advantage of someone who's already laid out and just going over there and pinning them one, two, three, yeah. done, and run away? Like, I, I, <laughs> to be honest, it's not. She hasn't earned any less than the person who who took advantage of someone who was out cold so um yes but ask her other you know with that she's had a great year she's been and she's been raw women's champion and it's been fantastic so yeah, yeah. um sasha banks oh no she's not i think she's had a great not- year personally you know, she's had these moments where she's had, you know, she's won the SmackDown Women's title and things like that, but also doing stuff like The Mandalorian and things like that. I think she's had a great year personally in her career. But is she superstar of the year? Probably not. Yeah, see, that's where I fall in line a little bit where I go, yes, like her, like her herself, she's had a fantastic time and a fantastic year. Um, but in terms of the wrestling world and this being a wrestling award, 
sorry. No. Not to Sasha. No, not to Sasha. Uh, this is another one. Bailey. Kind of Same thing. thing. I would say no, Sasha, slightly really. different. Bailey's had a huge sort of. Um, it's Bailey's is almost like a coming of age, isn't it? It's like yes, no one thought she'd be heel, and then she's proven that she's actually one of the greatest heels. I think it's division. it's funny because I've you know I saw her on Talking Smack this week, and I thought she is so natural in doing that whole character. Like she knows that character like the back of her hand. You know, and she'll, you know, there'll be things where it'll be like, just seeing her going like, ding dong, I'm here, kind of stuff and all that. Like, it's, 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 she's just so natural in that role, which is amazing considering she used to be the kind of hug person who was just like, oh, kids and side ponytail and brr. The oh, thing that God, she's yeah. where she but... is now with her Karen haircut looking great. <laughs> it's just like as a character, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um not that I'm endorsing necessarily the Karen haircut, but um, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, and the last two are two people who will not win Superstar of the Year. Um, Becky Lynch, because she left in like June uh, to have a baby. I mean, and how like, insulting would it be if she got it? Yeah, exactly. When you consider there are people at Oscar who've worked their ass off all 12 months and she's mm. not, she left... You know, not for a bad reason or anything, or selfish reason no. or anything like that. But she did leave. And if we're judging this on Superstar of the Year, it's just not Becky. Um, she should have <laughs> yeah, lost that at WrestleMania, be, really. But, you know, we'll look over It would that. just be cruel. Yeah, and the other person is Charlotte Flair, who's been fucking invisible since, like, she lost the NXT title. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Which was about a month after WrestleMania. So we haven't seen her for even longer, I think, than Becky. And Becky's had a child in this time. Um, <laughs> so, no, Charlotte, no. <laughs> Not Superstar of the Year. Um, I think the top two contenders, really, for that are Drew McIntyre and Asuka. And I think they probably will win their Men's and Women's Superstar of the Year awards. Um, But, you know... Who knows how these people voted, if anyone did actually vote, because I didn't know the vote was happening, so it's probably just Vince. Um. <laughs> uh, match of the year. Um, as I said before, we're not going to go into too much detail on some of these things, and there's quite a few matches they've 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 suggested here, uh, some of mm. which we are going to talk about in R1 in a couple of weeks, so I don't really want to go into too much detail on these. Uh, there's a couple of matches in here I do not remember, so that's a good. That was a good start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> match of the year: Undertaker versus AJ Styles Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. Um, that's definitely a contender. Is it match of the year? I don't know. It's um, it's it's high on my list. It's definitely high on my list. I don't know if it's actually a winner for me though. Yeah, because I think the fact it's a cinematic match actually takes away from the fact that it's a match of the year. This is why I got two separate category i've got cinematic match of the year and match of the year because i was like i don't don't think it's fair to compare a match like the firefly funhouse to you know aj styles versus um daniel bryan on smackdown like i, I don't think it's fair to compare those two matches um, no i agree with you um the second one the new day versus the hurt business for the tag team titles on an episode of Raw from November November 16th. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 
I guess it was a good match because you're telling me so. I don't remember it though. Um, was that the match when the they had a double count out by accident and it was a botch, and then they had no, to re- it can't then be. they restarted the match because <laughs> it was for the oh, tag no, no, team titles. I'm pretty sure they might have been that match, and then the new day ended up winning it. I'm pretty sure that's. That was- I that's think, a ballsy move to put that on there. I think that is the match, but as a ballsy, as he said, it's a fucking joke to put that in the fucking category. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, they're going to have some matches in uh, some matches in here that they know won't win, so I guess that's one. Um, the greatest wrestling match ever. No. I mean, Mm-mm. as Mm-mm. I said at the time, it wasn't no even the greatest wrestling match that week. Because the greatest wrestling match that week was another match that has been nominated in this category, which is AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan from SmackDown on June 12th. And it was a semi-final for the Intercontinental title tournament when it was vacant. Um, and that was a fantastic match on SmackDown. Yeah, best, that was best a TV, match. Best TV match I've seen all year. If that, was a, if that was a category of best TV match and non-pay-per-view match, that's definitely there. Um but that was the same week as the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> and I was like, it's not even the greatest match this week. <laughs> it's like, that was better than that. Um, I think the problem with the greatest wrestling match ever, personally for me, is the fact that A, Randy Orton is just not a main eventer, in my opinion, anymore. He's past it and he's boring and he has been for years now at this point and I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, and also, I think they went too much in on things like these kind of silly little kind of added extras in that match, like the weird camera angles and editing that they did in that match. Um, they added on extra sound of audience, like fake audience noise. Yeah, they did. Weird. Um, and then they had just... the ring announcer at the beginning of the match with the madison square garden microphone thing coming from the roof to do the announcement of oh, the match God, yeah. it was weird i've you know what? i forgot about some of these details and i'm thinking now yeah. but the funny thing is that that has to win because if it doesn't <laughs> win then the greatest wrestling <laughs> like... match ever wasn't the greatest wrestling match this year according to this poll <laughs> that's what will be the situation um you could yeah, never say they have to whether... give it to that you can never do a poll to find out whether it was the best match ever but this is a poll of the best matches this year and if it doesn't win that <laughs> then it's not even good enough to win this year I mean as I said it wasn't the greatest e- the wrestling match this that week so um it's not gonna be the greatest wrestling match <laughs> of the year or ever anyway no it's not gonna win unless it does win just so they can prove a point <laughs> yeah um now I've already talked about AJ Bryan uh the men's Royal Rumble match um I don't think it was the greatest match this year, but it was a very good match, no. and I do think it deserves it was, to be in there because the first half of it, I, at the time of watching it, hated because I was just like, oh, don't do this to the Royal Rumble. Don't have Brock just fucking pummel every person who comes out and it not be a competition because it's going to be fucking boring. Mm. But that led, I, you know, it's kind of, in hindsight, I can look back and go, oh, that was good because that led to Drew eliminating Brock and winning that match and that being yeah. a fantastic it, moment 
It was it was an important match. I wouldn't say it was the greatest match or the yeah. best match of the year. No. It was just a very important match. It was. Yeah. Um Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in the I Quit Hell in a Cell match. Storytelling wise, I think mm. best match of the year. Yeah. Is it best match of the year like as matches go? Do you know that sounds really stupid saying that, but like as like a sort of technical exercise of what wrestling is, is 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 it the best one of this year? And probably not. But I think in terms of progressing that story and what the, how they told it in that match, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah, it was. It just it 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 again. It like served a real purpose and it told a really quite dark story. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you say, wrestling wise, it's not. It's not the. It's not. A, it's not an award winner. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's, it's this thing it's of tough because I love that match so much, but I have to kind of, I have to disregard it in terms of what this award's for. Mm. The more I'm going through this, I think Daniel Bryan versus AJ might be the best match of the year. <laughs> it's a winner for me now. It's it's going there. Um, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey at Hell in a Cell or in Hell in a Cell. I've just wrote Hell in a Cell, so I don't know. I assume it is in Hell in a Cell. Um, it's not not a match that that stands out to me in any way. Like, oh yeah, that no, thing kind of with su- that I, bit honestly, of that I'm match. Like, it's in there. Yeah, I think with some of these, they not didn't want to put it all be all women. So they didn't want it to be all men, and so they've gone. We've got to put some women's matches in there, but they've sort of taken a back seat on the women's division this year, somewhat in, in some respects. Yeah, it's a shame because there are some there were some fantastic women's matches this year. Mm. That that one wasn't one for me. No. Anyway, <laughs> it's tough. I feel a bit unfair saying that it wasn't great, but I didn't enjoy it as much as other matches that I'd seen that year. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one to include in this list. Um, yeah. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy in the ladder triangle ladder match at um I shouldn't call it a triangle ladder match tri- triple threat ladder match um at Clash of Champions, um it was surprisingly great. It was a really honest. good. That was where you had that little tiny ladder that got handcuffed to Jeff's ear, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then like I think that I would I would credit I wouldn't credit that match as one of the as the best match of the year, but. I'd credit that as Sami Zayn's best match of the year. That was yes. fantastic from him. It was all him. I mean, it was a match that I think redeemed Sami for the year because obviously he was in a Connell champion at the beginning of the year, but I wasn't particularly excited by his winning of the title initially. Um, yeah, because he was no, when he was with Cesaro and Shinsuke, and I felt like they just done it and he hadn't earned it. I felt felt like when he won it, um, it was done in a yeah. really cheap way. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to last very long. And then lockdowns happened, and he was gone for months. They crowned a new champion, and then they were like, okay, we've got the real Interconnel champion now. Um, and so I thought it was a really good thing of like going, right, who is the undisputed Interconnel champion? And he fucking earned it in that match in a way he hadn't before. Oh, um, yeah, big time. So... 
it was and it was a good match and they you know had some really cool spots and interesting stuff that they did in that match and some really gross stuff that you don't like the ear thing i always <laughs> think anything to do with jeff's ears are really weird it's like when randy put the fucking screwdriver through it that one time and screwed it oh christ oh yeah no, it's it's always because i'm always like oh there's so much potential for something to go really wrong there. yeah it could be really gross there could be a lot of blood and it if not surely it just smells i always think those things smell horrible um <laughs> <laughs> you smell yeah <laughs> no um, it's just it, it's, it's always a bit cringy yeah um drew mcintyre versus roman reigns at survivor series um yeah it was a good match i mean it is it fine. match of the year no, it's not it's, a it's not a match of the year but it was a good match i'm not gonna share on it but it was only a month ago and i'm tr- struggling to remember a moment from it uh, other than Drew losing. Uh, you know exactly. Uh, exactly. That for me didn't stick in my memory at all. Yeah. Like, there's, uh, you know, I think back to AJ versus Brian, June 12th this year on an episode of SmackDown. I remember that match. <laughs> I don't remember a match that was a month ago between both current world champions. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> very true, actually. Mad. Um, Becky Lynch versus Oscar at the Royal Rumble. Can you remember that far back? I mean, that's the problem with some of these things. It's kind of hard to remember that far back. But then, as, no, as we were just saying, really. if it was good enough, you remember it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, there was when did Becky Becky won that match. And it was the first time she'd managed to beat Asuka, was it? Or am I just getting it massively wrong and Asuka beat her again? And she still hasn't beaten Asuka. I honestly, honestly can't remember. I cannot remember. <laughs> no, it's so far away for me at this point. But it was pro- like I'm just trying to guess. Like it was probably really good. Oh, well, it's going to be it's good because it was that long ago. Two people that are good. It's going to be a good match. But it's uh, in, again in, in match of the year. No, um, I'd have to watch it again to yes. give that a fair assumption. Yeah, that's the thing. I think if we watch through all these matches again, and you go, okay, yeah, fair enough. Actually, come to think that it probably should be in there. But I still sort of feel like it shouldn't win. Unless it's something that you don't need to go back and watch again to know whether it was good or not. I think if... if yeah, it, it should be like a, oh, I remember that. Like, yeah. oh, that was a barn burner. It's like, Huge. I don't have to go back and see some Randy Orton matches to know whether I think Randy should be Superstar of the Year or not. I just know he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, but the same with Drew. It's like, I don't need to, you know... Look at these things. I don't need to go back and go, oh, let's look at that and see whether it was any good or not to know whether he should be superstar, male superstar of the year because he should be super. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on from the match of the year to rivalry of the year. Uh, Seth Rollins versus the Mysterio family. Um, <laughs> I think it went on far too long. Way too long. Um, there was the eye for an eye match. Remember that? Um, oh, that was terrible. But that's the reason why Ray still wears an eye patch. He still has a kind of... One of his eyes is, like, on the mask, is covered up. Yeah, because aren't we supposed to assume that he's just got a missing eye now? Yeah, we've just got to assume he's still only got one eye. And he's got fantastic oh, depth perception for a guy with one eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never falls off the top rope. You know, <laughs> still there. Yeah, he's great. Still, like, uh, it's never impeded him once, no. which is a shock. <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's move on from that one. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Again, way too long and a bit boring yeah. after a while. 
and also interrupted Drew's title reign for like Randy to have a three week reign with the title for it to only go back to Drew again. And I just yeah. felt like that was unnecessary. Um, because Drew should have just held the title from WrestleMania and not lost it. If you're going to go this long, don't have him drop it and for it three just, weeks. It just, it just sort of, it's that kind of blip. It happened to the women's title, I feel like, didn't it? Mm. Where there was just like a, where they could have had a really good run with someone, but then it was just like a little blip in the middle just to give someone else an extra title reign. They did was that it with, it was Charlotte winning the title last year, I believe, um, from Bailey. So Bailey had the title and then she lost it. And then won it back off Charlotte like three weeks later, and then yeah. held it. It was just to give Charlotte the extra. Yeah, and then she held the SmackDown Women's Title all the way through to this year when she lost it to Sasha. Sasha, that's it. And she would go on about being the longest reigning women's champion, and everyone would have to point out she's not the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion because Charlotte beat her and held the title for about two weeks. For a cup of coffee and then gave it back to Bailey and it just interrupted the long run which just undermines the whole thing and I felt like that's what happened with um, Drew and Randy so <laughs> rivalry of the year absolutely fucking not um, fuck no Edge and Randy Orton is also nominated um, no because no. I thought their match at Wrestlemania was too long um, it had its moments, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed elements of that match. I just felt like the whole thing was just way too long and drawn out. Um, and then they had the greatest wrestling match of all time, or whatever, which wasn't. Uh, we've already talked about that. Um, <laughs> and if they're going to continue doing this, I hope not. I hope that when Edge does come back, um, that he doesn't go straight back into feuding with Randy again. Just fucking leave it alone and have a feud with Chad yeah, Gable really like or something. Fuck's sake, else. you know. I'm just, just. I want to. The whole point of Edge returning was that Edge would return and have matches with people he hadn't had matches with before, like AJ. I don't yeah. remember. It's funny if you go back to episodes of the podcast from like February. We're probably talking about how it's really cool, the good that he's doing this feud with Randy because it'll kind of get him back used to wrestling again get off the ring rust he's working with someone he knows well it's really good for him it'd be great for him to do this short feud and then move on to do something else and here we are in fucking december going that feud went on for fucking ages and edge hasn't been seen since and it's fucking annoying it's really annoying (laughs) it was meant to be it was meant to be a temporary thing and it seemed to be it was the only thing he did and he got injured out of it so yeah. it, didn't even it was work. a waste. So it didn't even work. It's all anyway. Year are terrible. Oh, anyway, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey is a rivalry. Um, that is a really long-running feud. And if we're going to look at serious feuds out of the ones that are nominated, that probably is it there, just because it's so long-running and they finally <laughs> triggered the actual feud. And I think it's good. Um, that one, that one at this point is is a winner by default. Yeah, by default compared like, to the other ones, crap. it absolutely is. And compared to the other two that are coming up, definitely uh, because <laughs> the next one is our truth versus the world. That's oh, an actual nomination. Here. 
It's not a feud. That's so cheap. It's not a rivalry. He has a rivalry with the world. Now he has a rivalry with the undercard of WWE who are all vying for the 24-7 title. They should have just given R-Truth the award we gave him for the cheapy awards in beginning of this year, which is the Lifetime Achievement Award to R-Truth. That's what he deserves. Um, Yeah. He deserves... He deserves more credit than just huh, he had a rivalry with everyone. After he as well, he ran away from people like Drew Gulak and Kira Tazawa. Um, <laughs> and also this one, which is not the feud, right? Lana and her feud with an announce table. That's what they've Fuck's got sake. here. Uh, Lana and the announce tables. The feud wasn't with the announce table. The rivalry wasn't with the announce table. It was with bloody Nia Jax putting a through him. Ha ha ha. Yeah, funny, that's like funny, saying... funny, Announce tables. Christ. Ha 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 ha. That's a terrible... That's a fucking shit nomination. Yes. <laughs> that's some Vince McMahon humour right there. Um, so that's it. That's for the rivalry of the year. That's it. So by process of elimination, it's Banks and Bailey. I mean, is it yeah. the best feud of the year? Um, I'm trying to think of what would be the rivalry or feud of the year. I mean, I'm not really sure, to be honest. It's been a lot of kind of like making do with what they've got at every possible opportunity this year because of COVID. Yeah. And I don't think it's really been the year to have this defining feuds. Um, They've just kind of gone, okay, well, we have so-and-so for this, so we'll just use them for that. And we'll see where it goes. They've, they've really struggled to commit to stories because they're thinking, I think they're kind of all, they're very distracted by the potential of audiences coming back. Yeah. And they're sort of like, we don't want to commit to anything until like, you know, until fans are back in the arena and you go, mm. but you've got to do something for the year because yeah. people are still watching it. This is what, well, and increasingly less people are uh, when we were talking about the raw um, audience figures earlier, weren't we? Um, oh god yeah but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's really not a surprise great. when you look at the raw figures it's because there's nothing really like these kind of long term story like, there's not been a lot of them and when they have done them it's with involving Randy Orton you know it's like we had Randy and Drew too long Randy and Edge too long you know that uh, two of those yeah. uh, rivalries involve Randy Orton um insane anyway tag team of the year um this is another one where it's like they've decimated the tag team division this year of both male and female um so who's going to be nominated for tag team of the year well we have the nom one of the nominees for rivalry of the year uh the golden role models sasha banks and bailey (laughs) nominated for tag team of the year no, <laughs> they're rivals. Rivals now. They weren't the best tag team of the year anyway. Um, Nia and Shayna. No, because they no. got thrown together, <laughs> and they shouldn't be a tag That's team an anyway. Easy no, it's a massive no. Um, <laughs> Cesaro and Nakamura. Oh, I like them. No. I like them as a tag team. Uh, don't get me wrong, yeah. but they're not tag team of the year. Um, no, uh, the Street Profits. I think they could be tag team of the year next year. 
depending on how they do next year. I, but I no, think but, they have had I a mean, good year. Judging though. by who's potentially up for this award, I'd give it to the Street Profits at this point. Well, the last nomination is the New Day. And uh, I don't know. But maybe. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't, my initial thought is New Day, because if you're going, who's the best tag team in any given period? The New Day are up there as one of the greatest tag teams of the last like 20 years, right? Um, but this year, I don't know if it is, because obviously Xavier was injured for like half of it, and we didn't think he was ever going to wrestle again. But in the meantime, we did have Kofi and Big E teaming up. But then Kofi got injured. Then they all returned. Then they got drafted apart. But the New Day are still tag team champions. So, yeah. It's between Street Profits and New Day for me. Yeah. It's hard to, to look at that. But I think I think the Street Profits have been more stable. They had all the stuff. But then, they, I don't know if there's a negative or a positive, that stuff they were doing the Vi- with the Viking Raiders earlier in the year. Well, that's what I'm, I was going to say, actually. They got through that. And still came out kind of on top. Yeah, I suppose so it's I, I've yeah. got to give them credit for that because they were given shit. They and were they given still sh- made it shit, and they managed to turn some of it into some fairly entertaining stuff. Um, yeah, and then they came out at the other end of it. So I'm like, yeah. I kind of have to give them credit for that. But it's such a bad reason to give someone credit <laughs> that they like, survived you a shit terribly, story. <laughs> but you may do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, return of the year, Edge. Uh, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, the other nominations, it's, it's not anything, but Edge is the return of the year. The man we never thought we'd see again returning at the Royal Rumble. Oh. Greatest. That was one of the biggest moments of this year, I'd say. One of the biggest moments of the year. The only part, do you know what? I would put MVP in that category. MVP is in this category. Um, yeah, because that is, he's done, he's done a lot more for me that has made the product interesting rather I... than it just being like a big poppy moment. I get that. Yeah. Um, he's been significant still. Like, he sort of came back and he came back and we thought he's going to have, like, a Royal Rumble appearance and maybe, like, two matches. Uh, and he's still fucking here. <laughs> I suppose MVP has been the under... Um, he's been the sort of underestimated man. Uh, I think no one thought we were going to get what we got out of MP- MVP and he's exceeded all expectations. Yeah, uh, the longevity return. of his return has really surprised people. I suppose, yeah. Uh, the other people nominated for this are Goldberg, no. Uh, Sami no. Zayn, which is no just because uh, it's just not up there as the best return of the year. Like, if you're going to... Like, Sami's been great since he's been back, but... Yeah, Sammy's it's not like a... It's not a. It's not an award-winning moment. No, like, Sami's returned and and fallen straight back into it like nothing has changed and you sort of forget that yeah. he wasn't here for half of the year um which is a sign of a good return in a way but it's just a regular return not a big moment return um mm. roman reigns is also in there and for the same reason as sammy i just don't really feel like nah. it's worth putting in there um so yeah <laughs> So it's between Edge and MVP, and to be honest, I, I do you know what you're convincing me over to the MVP side? But we will discuss you know I mean? that more in two weeks' time at the GP Awards. Um, <laughs> we have some additional nominees, uh, which are just some extra ones. A couple of them are well, one of them is female superstar, and the other is male superstar, which I've already explained is part of super, superstar of the year. Um, mm. So we've got 
Ring Gear of the Year. So hell yeah, here's here's some nominations for you, and you might look at these and go, "That's shit." Or <laughs> I bet I'm gonna I bet I'm gonna really disapprove of some of these nominations. Right, first one, Charlotte Flair. Again, I think anything being nominated for Charlotte Flair in any category whatsoever this year just seems a bit pointless. But um... no, do you know? Also, I would explain that the reason she's not got Gear of the Year is because she's wearing Ric Flair's gear. So. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I know she's got no. a very different version of it, mm. but no, no. <laughs> she's wearing she's wearing knee pads and boots. There's nothing like wow about yeah. it. Um, the next one is Sasha Banks, which I think her ring gear is really good, but it's not really changed, does it? No, Do it's I mean? not really changed. It's it's not done. It's not something. That I'm not like oh sick. Yeah, that is that's wicked. Yeah, no one's looking like, at her 2020 gear and going, yeah, that's 2020 Sasha. It's just Sasha, in it. <laughs> You know, it's, yeah, that's she what she looks like. All, really. um, It'd be unfair. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one, actually. Seth Rollins. Because he oh, yeah. has gone through a change this year. And he has had some good gear. He's had some interesting stuff. Like, you know, the, there was the point where he was wearing one glove. You know, <laughs> just like when he was he doing was, all the sort of like, Messiah stuff. He did like themed ones as well. His themed gears were really clever. Yeah. When he did the Night King and... Uh, uh, well, that was a couple of years ago now, yeah. But over the years, he has done some various different... Oh, yeah. And he's done like Thanos and things like that. He yeah. He's some really cool stuff. So I think... Oh, yeah. Fair enough. He's a he's my winner. At he's the a, yeah, at the moment with the things, yeah. Uh, the New Day. Uh, the New Day just doing New Day gear. I don't really see anything yeah. different about that. Some of it... Some of it's very cool because they have a lot of hidden details in it and stuff. And when mm-hmm. they did the the Gears Five uh, entrance, that oh, that was cool. cool. The the Gears Five yeah. entrance gear, yeah. Um, I'd say less. It's less ring gear. It's more entrance gear that they've really ramped up. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. uh, Bianca Belair, who makes all of her own gear. Yeah, her gear has been pretty exceptional, actually. Yeah, and she makes it all herself. And it's, I, so yeah and you're right the added element of her making it all herself is kind of like i'm very impressed very Mm. impressed yeah absolutely um the next one is someone who is not going to win it because i don't like the way he dresses and he needs to go back to the way he used to dress and it's shinsuke nakamura um shinsuke wears that weird one piece like elvis gear or whatever the fuck it is he wears these days and i just don't like it i haven't liked it since he started wearing it and he's still fucking wearing it um yeah i know i don't like the full uh honky tonk man the honky tonk man gear (laughs) it's just rubbish it doesn't look good. I liked it when he wore when he had the the black trousers and he'd come out with the black jacket. Mm. I was like, that's that's sick ring gear. Just that like, black trousers no. or the red trousers. But either way, just trousers, not the fucking. I don't like the. I'm not a massive fan of people wearing stuff on the top half of their body when they're wrestling. It's weird. It's just something yeah, about it's, unless it's, it's, I'm so used to... unless you're wearing a singlet kind of thing. Do you know what I mean it doesn't? really work for me where like with some people like shinsuke is one of those people because he's just he's a very unique wrestler and it's almost as if they've gone well he's unique better give him some unique gear it's like no 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 you don't need that every it's the other stuff that you can't really necessarily define that makes him unique it's not his ring gear you know yeah i'd say yeah i no, he's not he's not a winner for me at all no and the last one is Mm-mm. carmella which, I mean, I guess she's got a new gear. Maybe, I suppose it's better uh, yeah, than her but... old gear, but is it gear of the year? No. 
Um, no, they just look. She looks kind of just the same. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, sort of. She kind of reminds me of um, when Liv Morgan had her return when she had the new kind of gimmick and stuff. It's a bit like that, really, isn't it? Oh yeah, I see what you mean. And she... I, do you know what? There's people that I'd nominate for that that aren't in there at all. Yeah. Like Viking Raiders love their gear. Yeah, um, I suppose. Yeah. I would even say when Ricochet does when Ricochet does gear right, he does gear very well. Do you know who I'd nominate? The Hurt Business. The fucking Ooh, suits. Yeah. The suits have been fantastic. And their ring gear is cool. I love the colour scheme of the black and the gold. I fucking love it. I am a sucker for uniformity when it comes to tag teams. And us, we haven't seen a full suit wearing faction since Evolution, really, have we? Or maybe no, the authority. Exactly. And I'm a big but, fan of her business right now. But then even the authority weren't completely in suits. It wasn't like a four piece of people who were wearing suits. Like, you know, the Hurt Business could be, I think, as big as Evolution if they wanted to. You know, if they if they oh, work yeah. hard, I think. But I fucking love it. It's just a great look and the moment <laughs> of the year. We have uh the Undertaker's final farewell. No, because it was disappointing. Um, and it's probably not his final farewell. And it's probably not his final farewell either, yeah. Uh yeah. Drew McIntyre beats Brock at WrestleMania. Uh I'd say no, because him eliminating Brock at Royal Rumble was a bigger moment than that. Yeah. Um, in terms of moment of the year. Um, Certainly. I've, I've written here, Becky's preggers. <laughs> moment of, oh, that's not moment, moment of the year. Moment of the year, Becky announcing she's pregnant and giving away the Raw Women's Championship. No, it's not moment of the year. No. Uh, it was a memorable moment of the year, but it's not moment of the year. Um, yeah. Edge's return. See, this is where I would put this in moment of the year because the fucking reaction to that is incredible. And Yeah, it's, and actually, it's, Edge's return is definitely moment of the year. And interestingly, because if you look at the rest of the year, it's like the polar opposite of what we've had for the rest of the year. You know, at that moment, you had like 70,000 people in a stadium going, losing their fucking minds because Edge, Edge's music hit, right? And then the rest of the year, you've had basically no one in the arenas, no reaction, nothing. It's like the complete polar opposite of that moment with Edge. Um, yeah, it's annoying as well, because I think if honestly, if when Drew beat Brock, if that had an audience, that would be that would my have been of the year. that could have been. Yeah, if that had been in front of the full crowd that was supposed to be at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't. So it's not such a shame. Um, yeah, it is a shame. But I think him winning the Royal Rumble was was great, and him eliminating Brock specifically was a great moment. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. What else have we got here? The New Day's farewell address. I mean, that's not a moment of the year. Come on. I mean, no. It was for me. That was just something that happened. It wasn't like a moment of the year. Yeah, that was just something that happened on SmackDown once, and 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 yeah. Xavier got a bit emotional. Uh, which is probably legit, but it's it's because they've been together for so long and to be set on separate brands. But you're all in the fucking Thunderdome, <laughs> you know. Yeah, also as well, like they, it, they didn't go far. It wasn't like one of them. If one of them left, then it would be huge. I mean, it'd be bad when they're on the road when things get back to normal because they will be on yeah. separate touring schedules and they'll never see Big E uh, very much. But ever again, ever again, you'll <laughs> never see him again. Um, 
but still, I mean, it's not a moment anyway. It's not put too much on that one. Um, Paul Heyman uh, and Roman Reigns' reveal is what I've written. It's when it was revealed that Paul Heyman was managing Roman Reigns. Right. It was pretty cool. It was a it was cool moment. Cool. It wasn't it's like it's not moment of the year, but yeah. it is pretty. It was cool like a moment. sort of oh, it was like a, it was like a nice realization. It wasn't like a. It was like a oh huge... shit moment of the year. I think it's probably the best yeah. way of describing it. Like oh man, that'd be cool. <laughs> but it's not like <laughs> moment. You can't put that over, like, Edge's return. <laughs> it's because that's the thing that like Edge's return was so big. Yeah, and such a huge reaction from it. Yeah, that. It does kind of it dwarfs a lot of these what would have been quite potentially cool moments, but yeah, they're just not the same. Yeah, and this is the other thing. Bailey turns on Sasha. Uh, it was something no. that people have been calling for for a long time, and it's been expected for a very long time. So when it did happen, it was a cool moment, but it was well, a cool little bit where they were where Bailey was beating the shit out of Sasha. But mm. again, not moment of the year. Um, just isn't, is it? Yeah. Uh, New Day gets drafted differently, is what I've written. Um, yeah, so New Day getting drafted apart, um, which led to the farewell address. So the fact that both of those are in moments of the year, I think is bullshit. Um, yeah, pick one, I pick would one argue. Of them. I think New Day getting drafted, the actual moment where they got drafted, is a bigger moment than this contrived farewell address thing they did the following week. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Edge's return is going to win that one, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was it because it also it, it just has the backing of it having a huge fan reaction absolutely um thank you very much for listening uh do a bit of matt admin first um mm-hmm. if you want to follow us on twitter go to csw pod if you want to follow us on instagram it's csw pod if you want to follow ben on twitter it's at ring review pw if you want to listen back to any of our previous episodes it's cswrestlingpodcast.com uh, or go to any good podcasting app where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Now the Matt admins out of the way. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, for us, to us all year, twenty twenty. What a year it's been. We've done more episodes this year than the previous three combined. Um, <laughs> because we've had fuck all else to do this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of us. We've done great. I am proud of us. We've we've really committed to it this year because we've gotten through the dark days of like autumn which we normally never do. We normally drop off about September and then turn up again in January. <laughs> like, exactly. The but fact- now we've stuck, we've stuck to our guns. We've stuck to it weekly, almost weekly, every, you know, all year long. I say weekly and we're not doing one next week, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's <laughs> Boxing Day. I'm not going to spend my time doing a podcast with Ben as much as I love you, Ben. I've got other things to do. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, so thank you very much for listening. It's been episode number 70. We'll be back in the new year. Uh, Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.